listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares and I'm the host for today's show. Today we're recording live at the ABA Tech Show in Chicago from the historic Hilton Hotel. Joining me today is Mark Metzger. Hey, Mark. Hi. How are you, Adriana? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate Thank, it. Thanks for having me. Uh, I love talking to speakers. Because, and especially speakers like you, because you were an attendee before you were asked to be a speaker, right? Right. I came and a number of years before that. That's great. The last six I've been presenting. That's awesome. And you are here in Chicago? Uh, I practice in the suburbs. Yeah. Tell uh, us what you do. Um, we do three things in our office. We help people with estate planning needs up to and including Medicaid spend down avoidance. Okay. We help people who are starting small businesses primarily in the, uh, the, uh, the IT or the high tech space. Um, so we launch them, we help them license their technology and ultimately sell those businesses to other people. And the third thing we do is help people buy and sell homes because that lets us meet people that need the first two things we do. That's very good. What's the name of your firm? Law Office of Mark C. Metzger. It's very original. <laughs> well, you guys are known for your creativity. Are you a Mac lawyer? We are. Because you talked to me a few minutes ago about, um, you mentioned Macs and how's practicing law with a Mac? It's delightful. It um, is, right? We, we made a conversion on April 1, 2008, and we've never looked back. Uh, I often joke, but the, the truth is, I mean, the, the joking statement is true. I reboot my Mac once a month whether it needs it or not. And normally um, it doesn't even need it. You no, just do it. exactly. That's great. Um, but the, the, the stability that we got from doing that has been remarkable. Uh, I finally got to the point, and the major reason we made the change was I was at the point where I was spending almost a day a week, all told, keeping all the machines running and right. patching this or fixing that or changing this or rebooting or whatever. And those problems completely went away for us when we went to the Mac. And I suppose you have iPads and iPhones as well? We do. And your presentation tomorrow is on? Well, the one that we're going to talk about now, I'm doing some presentations on the Mac track as well, but the one you and I are going to talk about is Litigator's Toolbox, where we're going to talk about some of the great solutions that are out there to help litigators yep. not only prepare their case, but then how to present it more effectively in court. And are you going to focus when you do that tomorrow on general usage or specifically doing stuff from the Mac? Uh, it's general. This, oh, very we're, good. We're, doing, we're covering everything. Um, I'm the designated hitter for the iPad and the Mac, but, I like but it. we are covering everything. Give me a couple of the main tips and points that you're going to be discussing so our listeners who can't be here tomorrow to listen to your great presentation can learn a little. Well, I think probably the most important takeaway from that whole talk is going to be the importance of starting with and using and manipulating PDFs. Excellent. Um, the, the, the notion that once you've put something into PDF form means you can take it anywhere you want. Everywhere you are and your iPad is or your laptop is, your file is. That's right. Uh, and that includes not only the obvious of, gee, it's more convenient to work in a, in a more uh, varied location, but now when you move into the courtroom, everything you've done is immediately accessible, it's immediately retrievable, and with the tools that we're going to demonstrate and talk about, um, the ability to present the information that you need to the jury is literally at your fingertips. Gone are the days of needing to cart That's trucks right. full of three-ring binders filled with documents so that you can ho you know, hopefully find the right one fast enough to deal with the next issue that's come up in cross-examination. The digital tools let you go there instantly. That's great. So I love, you know, I do, a, you don't know this about me, but I do a lot of training and um, manipulating PDFs. Mm -hmm. And that's the term I always use too, because I think it's important to understand that PDFs are so easy to manipulate when Absolutely. you have the right tools. And sometimes on the iPad, it's the easiest. Oh, it's, it's so much better on the iPad, it's ridiculous. Right. Uh, you, especially, you know, Steve Jobs famously said you don't want to use a, a stylus with your, your iPad or they've done it wrong. But a stylus and an iPad were made for document review in the PDF context. 
Um, you know, the ability to, to look at a document and then and mark it up, and I think what a lot of people don't fully appreciate, and you probably know this from training them, is that just because you've marked it up doesn't mean that you've ruined the only copy you have, sure. unlike in the paper world. Um, you know, you can have, we, we preach to people that you need to have one set of all of your documents, and they're bait stamped and they're ready to go, and if you need to produce the full set or a subset of them, it doesn't matter that you mark them up because you produce a copy without the annotations. It's yeah. really just that simple. Well, that's great. All right, so you said one of the things that you start with in the litigator's toolbox is understanding how to manipulate PDFs. What else? Well, related to that, of course, is the need to have the PDF tools on both the, the iPad and whatever your desktop computer platform is. There's fantastic tools for both Windows and Mac. Yeah. And the great thing about the PDF format is that anything you do in your iPad is immediately accessible and available exactly intact as it was when it gets to your, your desktop computer, whether it's a Somebody Mac or a PC. Somebody had a good idea with those PDFs yeah. a while ago. I mean, who thought of that? Some guys at Adobe. They're geniuses. <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay, good, what else? Um, well, let's move into the, the realm of, you know, so now you've worked your whole case up, you've taken it to the next level, you're ready to now try the case. Um, when it's time to present things in court, there's, there's really, I think, two platforms to consider doing that on that are automated, and maybe a third one if you work in just a basic presentation. You can certainly do a courtroom presentation very, very effectively in either PowerPoint or Keynote. Okay. Um, I think the most powerful feature that exists in any courtroom presentation package is the call-out. This is a, a technique that lets the, the lawyer, whoever's running the presentation, select a portion of a document and have that piece, while the document remains in the background, blow itself up to dominate the screen. So it's like lifting a paragraph up and just magnifying that paragraph. Yeah. It really emphasizes, and it's when, it, when it happens in this software, it's, it, it's almost like magic, and jur jurors really love it. We've had people comment on it after the yeah. fact one. That was unbelievable, how did you do that? Um, the first pieces of software to do that were, were Sanction and Trial Director. They're incredibly powerful pieces of software and incredibly difficult to use. Right, so I was just going to, if you don't mind my interrupting you, I was going to go in that exact direction, which was, in the old days, you may have needed to hire an outside person to help or get your paralegals very well trained on this right. software, which was expensive mm -hmm. and, and might still be today. And that's changed so much because of these tools. Yep, in fact, uh, the, the one tool that I'm going to demonstrate, because I, I told you I commandeered the Mac and the, uh, the iPad yeah. part of this, this discussion, there's a fantastic piece of software for the iPad called TrialPad. Mm -hmm. And it, it deals with PDFs natively, uh, it allows you to bring your PDFs in. In fact, you can import a whole folder of them directly from your network drive, from Dropbox, from Box, from your transporter if you're using that. Um, bring it right into there. You can apply the exhibit stickers, manage the numbering of the exhibits, manipulate where the stickers go on yeah. the document digitally. Um, you can give an iPad with these documents on it to your witness on the witness stand and after the, the judge is giving the permission to publish the exhibit to the jury, they can with a stylus or even with their finger do red highlights, they can draw on the document, they can circle and annotate things and show things to the jury. You can save or print the document with or without the annotations for purposes of the record. Amazing. Um, but it also supports that magical call-out feature I was describing to you right. before. With just a really finger gesture of drawing a box on the screen, it blows that part up. Uh, you can blow two parts of, of the same document up on the screen, or my favorite thing, um, you know, from a, a, a presentation point of view of data to a jury, one of the most powerful things you can do is to show them that a document changed. Right. So the tool will let you display two different versions of the document. You can blow up the changed part on both to let the jury for themselves do the comparison right there.
And so let's talk for just a second about pricing so that sure. our listeners learn a little bit. We mentioned two softwares mm -hmm. that are, you know, from thousands of dollars. The old days, as yeah. I like to call it. And something, a tool like TrialPad costs what? 99 bucks. And if an attorney were to say to you, $99 for an app, that's crazy. Normally I pay 99 cents. Yep. What would you say in response to well, that? Well, I, I actually have had this discussion with people. And uh, my, my answer to that begins with, I remember, and I'm really not that old, I remember when buying software, any piece of software, even a piece of garbage, right. was two to $300 a oh, shot. man, I know. Um, so the idea that I can get something, put aside how useful something like TrialPad is, but the idea that I can get a legitimate, fantastic piece of software for $99, it's a no-brainer decision. It's a no-brainer, right? And you know, yes, it costs more than a 99-cent app or even a 9.99 app, but it, it saves you thousands of dollars of purchasing the desktop-based right. software. It saves you the $1,500 a day that you're going to pay somebody to actually run that inscrutable interface for you during trial. Crazy. And what about the authority that's conveyed as that's the right. trial lawyer by you, the one that's retrieving the information you want to share to the jury? I think that's irreplaceable for $99. I agree with you. What else is in your litigator's toolbox? Um, well, from the same people that make uh, TrialPad, there's TranscriptPad, mm -hmm. which is a fantastic bit of transcript annotation software. So you get your transcripts from the court reporter. You can mark them up, assign issues. You can search and sort them, prepare reports that you can send to the client or anybody else um, that lift all of the relevant pieces of, of uh, pre-trial discovery that relate to an issue and present that or use it in any way you see fit. Um, the, the new version that's in beta, and we're allowed to talk about this, um, allows the users now to synchronize video to the transcript. So with your finger, you can select a portion of transcript text and playback just that piece of video. No way! Way. Man, they're so innovative at that company. Yeah. That's amazing. And again, I think that program is like $70. Yeah, it's cheap. What else? Um, I'm also allowed to tell you that they're in the process of rolling out a new product um, oh, really? that will let you do document, digital document discovery and annotation. And So now you can take your documents that you're uh, going through the discovery process, and as you whittle them down to the ones you're going to use it in court, you'll start now in a different program to annotate the documents, be able to retrieve documents based on things like dates, authors, uh, to's and from's, and subject matter and issue and so forth, and then migrate them into TrialPad to use in, in court and so forth. Um, my co-presenters are also going to demonstrate the use of digital image manipulation tools to take pieces of, of document images and put them into PowerPoint or wow. into Keynote to demonstrate uh, aspects of documents as well without having to use the software. So you can, where um, I guess TrialPad is a tool that lets you present and change things up on the fly. These other tools allow you the opportunity to pre-plan right. what you want to say and prepare a very scripted linear presentation that's precise for the kind of case that demands that. That's great. Well, before I let you go, is there anything else you want to make sure we mention? You know, I think you can't emphasize enough how important the ABA Tech Show is to oh, attorneys. I agree with you. I think that uh, a lot of people think that, well, it's expensive to go to Chicago or the conference itself is expensive. The learning that can be had here is completely irreplaceable. It is. And, and I can't emphasize enough how important it is for people to come here. Well, we appreciate that. And um, having been a member of the ABA Tech Show board and a member of the Law Practice mm -hmm. Division, and I'm actually going back on the board next year. Good for you. I can't tell you how hard everyone works to make mm -hmm. this show as successful and valuable as, as it is. So we really appreciate that. Well, looks like we've reached the end of our time together. I want to thank you so much, Mark, for stopping by. Thank Tell you. our listeners how they might be able to keep an eye on what you're doing and tips and tricks on the internet if they're interested. Uh, our website is www.markmetzger.net. 
How do you spell Metzger? M-E-T-Z-G-E-R. Oh, and I should have started with Mark with a C or with a K? Oh, good question. Because my middle initial is C. It's Mark with a K. So it's M-A-R-K-M-E-T-Z-G-E-R.net. Great. Do you have a Twitter handle? At Mark Metzger. All Excellent. one word. This has been another edition of Special Reports. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.